Hey guys, good morning, happy Easter. And uh, Easter is this time of joy, of hope, uh, of the, the happy expectation of life. And I'm going to show you, as I've been showing you all along here, that uh, the scriptures really talk about this beautiful gift of God, that we are co-creators of God, where we have the ability of God to create in covenant, to create life. And uh, uh, I'll show you that actually the, the crucifixion has the same story that uh, um, we kind of miss when we hear the traditional story of Easter. And I'll go word for word in, in the, uh, just some of the cru crucifixion narrative to show you that it is about this creative ability of God within you. And um, it's the, the rising up of this, the sword between these two cherubs that we're told in, in Genesis, where you can wake your way back into the garden. And it all fits, guys, where Jesus is saying, hey, if you understand the parable of parables, where the seed, it's like a seed falling to the ground, and uh, uh, that seed returns after its kind, harvests after its kind, and uh, that will remain. That's the, uh, that'll always happen. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. And so it's, uh, and he says, if you don't understand this parable of a seed falling to the earth, you won't understand anything I say. And so everything fits with the two covenants, guys. The first physical covenant of intimacy, which grows old and fades, and the second covenant uh, of the holiest of holies, like a seed falling to the ground. And so, um, you know, you, I'm not really going to get into, uh, if you go just do some, some quick research of Western Christianity is, has really been so poorly taught. They really don't even know the history of this. Even all the Christian commentaries will say the traditional Easter, how we celebrate it today was not celebrated by the writers. In fact, the earliest time you can ever see anything like this is since is, is some point to the second century, but it became a, an official holiday in the fourth century at the council of nicaea and so and it was based off something very orderly it was based on the this uh holiday where the the spring equinox where the sun was rising up so these dormant seeds that were this winter there's dormant it didn't appear to be any life but all of a sudden the sun and the the day the the, the daytime and the nighttime are equal but then it starts this sun rising and the, the days become longer, and all of a sudden, these dormant seeds spring to life with new life, etc. And so that's really, it's about something very orderly, not fallen. You know, like the earth has fallen, man has fallen. I'm not buying it. I think the writers were talking about the beautiful creatability of God within you in the two covenants. That's what it was about, guys. The, the revelation of who you really are. God became man, incarnated you and I, so that we could learn to have this resurrection life within us. The rod of Aaron that creates life all by itself. And it's this, you, you realize and you have the creative ability of God within yourself. And when you do, guys, if you really understand what the writers were writing about, I'm just telling you, it is an unbreakable covenant that you are a co-creator of God within. You coming to this revelation is rising up within you of who you really are, your true identity. And if you do, guys, if you get what I'm sharing here, everything in your life is going to change. Everything in your life will change because it's God Himself within you. You and He are one. And when you do, when the, when that's when you come to the revelation that life is within you, the creative ability of God was in you. I'm just telling you, you can live the life of your deepest desires very quickly, with not a lot of effort. You can live in joy. You can live in complete peace and harmony because the anointing within you has the ability to bring all those deepest desires to solve every problem to give you guidance. Also, what's really interesting when you, when this resurrection power of this life within you, you can learn how to heal yourself and others quickly. How important would that be? 
that's what this is really all about. And I'll try to share it with you. And so we see this story um, of Easter and it starts in the garden of Gethsemane. Ah, the garden. You were expelled out of the garden, the garden of life of the womb of the woman. And then it says, but you can, there's another way to get back into the garden, the holiest of holy, the second covenant as between the two cherubs, these two creative halves, your two parts of your mind, the cerebrum and the sword, the, the act of completion, the upright stake or the sword of man with a glistening head on its number seven in Hebrew. Ah, the intimacy has been completed. The anointing or the seed or the word has been cast out and that word will not return void. A king decrees a thing, a debar, a word is cast out, which carries everything it needs to bring that seed into physical reality. That's the parable of parables. It's the two covenants. And so it's in it's the Garden of Gethsemane. And Gethsemane means to press out an oily substance of the grape or the olive. It's just like Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel, do you know what this is? The creative ability of God is the two olives, the two halves. And so anyway, so it starts there. And then it says, uh, he's in passion, if you go look at it. Now, most Westerns, like, he's in agony. No, he's having intimacy within himself, if you go look at it. It's passion. There's passion. It says, and sweat, like, it's trying to give you an allegory, like drops of blood fall to the earth. Here's the garden narrative again, guys. Blood to the Hebrew was the juice or the wine of the grape, the intoxicating meal of the, the wedding covenant, the shouts of joy of the finished work. Is like drops of blood, and they have like, like physical blood. Like no, to the Hebrew, this was the, the meal of passion, <clears throat> and it starts in that garden. And it says, then they brought them to the place of Golgotha, which means skull, and Calvary, which also means skull. Where's your skull? It's right up here, the holiest of holies, guys. And it says, if you if you only take of this as a story, which we are all told about, we're missing the power that it's talking about that every one of us can experience within. It's not just a story of something happened uh, thousands of years ago, guys. This is the intoxicating wine that's within every one of us that we can all enjoy. <clears throat> and so anyway, um, I'm going to show you what that cross, that crucifixion, and I, we could spend hours on this. So guys, we'll probably, uh, some of you guys want to join us on Easter um, Sunday at 10 a.m. Mountain and 6 p.m. Mountain, um, which is noon Eastern and 8 p.m. Eastern at freedomministries.live, the password's freedom, lowercase. I'll show you word for word some more of these, but right now I just want to show you that this is talking about intimacy within. The cross and crucifixion is intimacy within. So let's go. I'm going to take you to, uh, let me just show you this real quick. I'll show you. And I spent hours the last couple of days going through all these narratives, and guys, I'm telling you, they all say the same thing. So I'm going to start in Mark 15, <clears throat> um, the second half of 21. And the soldiers forced him to carry the cross of Jesus. They brought Jesus to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. It means cranium in Greek. <clears throat> there they offered him wine mixed with word, but he did not take it, and they crucified him. All right, I just want to go, in, but I'm telling you, if we went through divide his garments, cast lots, the king of the Jews... <coughs> Uh, Jesus, they crucified two robbers, one on his right, one on his left. Holy smokes. When you actually look at what that means, guys, it's this beautiful act of creation. In fact, the two robbers was the plunder of the treasure within the, the one, which is the strength of the covenant of the ox on the right, right side, guys, is Hebrew idiom to mean the strength all by yourself. And upon one on his left, 
If you go look at them up, I don't have time now, but we can do that maybe tomorrow. One on his left, it literally says, without the omen of labor. Holy smokes. So it's saying, you know what? You get the plunder, you get the, the treasures that are contained all within yourself without labor. Now we have this idea of two people on his side. No, he's talking about the creative ability of you within yourself, all by yourself, the ability of God to create without labor, if you go look at it. Now it's translated, two robbers, one on his right, one on his left. Come on, guys, this is about the beautiful act of creation. So anyway, I'll get, <laughs> I get all fired up talking about this. But let's go back to this. Uh, 1521, I'm just, I'm just showing you, a, if you go through every verse, it says the same thing, guys. All right, 1521. Remember, it says, and the soldiers forced him to carry the cross. Well, there's no soldier even mentioned here. Right here's the comma. That he might carry the cross of him. All right, that, so that, in order that, there is a raising up or a lifting up of the cross within yourself. Auto. And cross is an upright stake. An upright stake. That's a cross. It's a cause to be firm, to cause to stand, to strengthen, if you go look at all of it. Um, from his stemi, the same as his stemi. <clears throat> Cause him to stand, stand, to, to strengthen. It's really all the same idea, to make, to stand. All right, starting to get the idea of intimacy here. There's no soldiers making him do anything here. here. So that uh, there was a raising up of the upright stake within himself. All right, let's go to the next verse. And they brought him to Golgotha. All right, and equally or end, uh, they became, they, they led or began to be made known within themselves on the skull, a place, a place, guys, if you go look at it, it says a scabbard, a secret place, the secret place. Scabbard means the sheathed sword. This is exactly Genesis, guys, where the way back into the garden, this garden, the garden of the mind, the ability of God to create is the sword within itself that has the ability to create. It's the sheathed sword which is translated, here's the same word, the scabbard of the skull, the sheathed sword of the skull. Oh, different, different idea than what we, we were taught, right? And they were offering him, well, him as auto within yourself again. And it says, and it was given within themselves, having been mixed with myrrh and wine. All right, let's look, let's look at having been mixed with myrrh. All right. It says from Smyrna. So I already looked up what Smyrna was, just to save us some time. It's ointment, a perfume used as incense and the symbol of romantic desire because it becomes sweet when fired up. Oh my gosh. So he says, and you became known this incense and symbol of romantic desire, your desire because it becomes sweet when fired up of the yayin, wine, the juice of the grape, and is the Hebrew word yayin. So I looked that up too, is Yayin. And so the Hebrews, guys, I, I've, I've told you multiple times, um, when you see Yad, Yad, Nun, when they wanted to emphasize something, they would go Yad, Yad, or King of Kings, they would kill King, King. Well, this is finished work of the finished work of the seed that gives life is wine, the juice of the grape. And if you go look at this black grapes, so it's this intoxicating uh, drink of use for rejoicing, intoxicating wine of intimacy. That's really in the banqueting wine, the effervescent wine, fermented, intoxicating banquet wine. You're having the covenant meal, guys. So that's what he's talking about. 
the intoxicating fermentation of the wine within yourself. This, however, was not with Lambano. You didn't lay hold of anyone. This was all within yourself. Okay, next verse. And having crucified him, comma. So him, Otto. It's not a capitalized H here again. I showed, showed you it's Otto. It's within yourself. What is crucified? So cross, star O, was to make upright, to cause to stand like an upright stake. All right. So star O, sin. What does this mean? It means to drive the stake down, putting this, uh, <clears throat> to drive stakes down. Um, Storo, oh, now this is interesting. So oh, let me go back into there. I want to show you this. It's really causing, there was an upright intoxicating cause to make stand. And then there was a rest is really what I'm trying to show you. It, it distinguished the passion. It also says here to drive down stakes, uh, to extinguish figuratively, to subdue the passion. All right, so the passion's been, but then look at this. It's from the Hebrew word talah, caused to hang. So I looked up talah, and this is where we get the strings on the, 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 the Hebrews who take it literally again, or, or just in the same boat as the Western Christians who take everything literally and miss the meaning of the whole scripture, or the, the dangling strings of their garment. I just wonder what that is of a man, right? The women don't do it. Only the men wear the talit, the hanging. And so talah, to hang, if you go look at it, the Hebrew letters is the covenant of the rod of grace, that what would behold within, the creative ability of within. So talah caused to hang. To hang, uh, <clears throat> to down, dangle like a rope. It's a dangling rope. It's talit. So it <laughs> are you getting it? Here's what it's all it's saying, guys. So they caused it to stand. And then it caused it to dangle within yourself. This was the act of intimacy within yourself, the intoxicating wine, the covenant meal within yourself. And then there's a rest. Knowing that what you just did there, guys, has the creative ability of God to create. And I'm telling you, if we went through all of it, there's a partition of the garments within. The dividing of the veil within is what this next is about. There was a casting out of the lot um, taken from you. It's, we could go word for word. And it's all about this intimacy within. So let's... Uh, uh, Let's bring this to a conclusion. How do, we, how do we celebrate in this resurrection life within this coming alive to the idea that you are a co-creator of God, this unbreakable covenant that you have the ability of within yourself to receive your deepest desires, uh, healing, et cetera. And so it's as simple as this, guys. Let's say um, you're praying for somebody's health where you can arouse yourself as if you already have the health that you want or for somebody else. And so let me just give you a, uh, an example. <clears throat> My friend Doug came over um last week now march one he sent me a text he was working with some business partners and he would call the one office manager and they would he would put him in touch with the main the main partner and he said hey i need to talk to the main partner and the, the office manager said hey have you heard he had an adverse reaction in a in a simple operation and caused him to go into a coma and we don't think he's going to come out he's got a wife and kids he's in his 50s and uh, it's not looking good man and, um, and if he does, what the doctors were telling him, he's going to have completely memory loss because what, what happened to him. And so on March 1, Doug sends me a thing. And he says, hey, can you see my friend? Um, <clears throat> up and about, completely healthy, with his wife and kids, as if nothing happened. And we just spent a little bit of time intoxicating ourselves, enjoying that as if it was already real. We're not going, oh, God, oh, God, please heal Doug's friend. No. 
believe you have received something. So we went straight to the finished product. We went and saw his friends up and about with his wife and kids as if nothing ever happened. We felt the joy of that. Now that is a seed that's cast out, guys. That is the, the, the meal within these two creative beings of God that somehow know anything it needs to do to bring his friend into that. Just like a seed, a corn seed is cast into the earth and somehow it has the creative ability of God to draw all the nutrients, the minerals, everything it needs, it draws from its environment and brings it into the harvest of the seed itself, the life of that was contained in that seed. Well, we saw his friend up and about with his wife and kids as if nothing ever happened. That's the seed we, we enjoyed as if it was already real, that marriage covenant right here. And then, there, then we rested the crucifixion. Then, there, then it was, we rested in that seed. Well, last week he came over and he said, man, I called back to my business partner and he said, hey, whatever happened to my main friend, I'd really like to talk to him as if, you know, if he's, and he goes, you didn't hear? About three weeks ago, he comes out of the coma. He's walking around with his wife and kids now doing business as if nothing ever happened. That is the resurrection life, the creative ability of God within you to heal yourself, to heal others to bring your deepest desires. It's the same thing, guys. Your heart, somehow your heart knows everything it wants. In fact, go watch uh, Steve Jobs' graduation address at Stanford again. He says, trust your heart. It has the ability to bring you there as if he already knows where you want to go. Of course, because you share in the divinity of God, guys. God knows all things from the end to the beginning. So really take some time. This is the hope of life. Those seeds are dormant in you guys, just like Easter. It appears that nothing's happening. Well, arouse them within. See the life you exactly desire. Get pretty creative on, on uh, where you, you could go, hey, babe, isn't it amazing that we live this life and feel that joy of already living that life, that abundance. Maybe you want a new home. Maybe you want to, I'll share a pretty cool testimony of, of a friend next week that said, ever since I started watching you about two weeks ago, I had this joy for high, uh, high-end watches and so he just sent me a thing he goes check this out and so I, I didn't even look what was on in there but he got fifty six thousand dollars of watches sent to him this week that's pretty cool for him that he, re he realized he he could receive that joy that life within himself that creative ability of god within himself that unbreakable covenant to make his deepest desires real they're real guys create any deepest desire you have enjoy it as if it's already real there's there's a the, an intoxication uh, of the wine within the juice of the grapes within without laying hold of anybody else meaning there's not physical intimacy where this is two people this is the this is you and christ within the anointing within that has the ability to create arouse that and i'm telling you if you just trust that very quickly guys and it, every time you think of it you see it as if it's already complete you you experience the end creation you experience the the joy, that abundance, maybe you want to travel, you're seeing yourself already enjoying it. So meaning, oh God, please, 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 uh, I want to go to this. No, maybe it's, uh, uh, <clears throat> we just spent some time with um, Brett and Coyle at their beautiful place in their marina uh, in Key West, Florida this last week. And uh, it was really cool to hear what they said about his dad. So his dad didn't have a whole lot. In fact, when they first got married, they were in a single wide trailer living with his brother. And he got out a piece of paper, guys. He aroused this intoxicating meal within himself, the ability to create. And he said, by 40, I will have X. And then that's exactly what happened. It is exactly how it played out. Because he trusted in the creative ability of themselves. If it takes all 7 billion people to make what you just did within come to you, it'll come to you. 
That's the, the resurrection life, the resurrection power to create any life you desire, to bring those desires to you, to heal yourself, to live a life of complete peace. How do you do that? If you have a challenge, you have a problem, you don't go, oh God, please solve this problem. You feel the joy, you create a picture where you're already enjoying that the problem's completely resolved. Maybe you're just over and over in your mind, you're telling your wife, isn't it amazing that everything worked out exactly how it needed to work out? All things work together for good. I don't care what it looks like right now, guys. You enjoy the joy of the problem already solved. And just like the seed, it'll draw everything. If it takes all 7 billion people, like I said, to cause things to change, to shift, the whole world will bend in shape to mirror who you say you are within. Hope that helps, guys. God bless.